Hi, I'm Beth Guckenberger, and welcome to the Punch First Podcast. This is the beginning of the combat acronym. And I think if you stuck with us till day 13, you understand the value of the discussion around spiritual warfare. And now we want to put some tools in your tool belt. And when we were talking about it's not enough to just know that there's spiritual warfare. We actually have to we have to use the spiritual tools that God has given us in order to engage in that battle. And I remember we had a whiteboard in our office and I don't think in a linear way, I think in a not linear way. And so I was just writing on the board like what tools do we have? We have worship as a tool. We have we have biblical truth is a tool we have confession we have rest we have and i was just writing down all these words and trying to figure out like in the moment when you feel attacked you know your tendency is either going to be to fight or flight or freeze or uh, we now know there's a fourth one fawn you know like you're you're gonna you're gonna have this reaction you need to have something memorized like muscle memory and whether that's attack with something that your eye can see or that's attack with something your eye cannot see, having something committed to memory, I think is a tool and a, and frankly, a technique, a, a skill we can build to walk out of spiritual warfare and through on the other side to victory. So uh, Todd, when you think about when you get under attack, are you a fight, flight, freeze, fawn? Fawn uh, is like people pleasing. That's what that one means. I'm definitely fighting. <laughs> Uh, so actually, sometimes even when I'm when I'm startled, my fists go up automatically. So I'm I'm 100% fight at that point. Okay, so you might like the fact that eventually, as we organize these truths and we try to think about something that would be able to be memorable, we came up with the the acronym combat. And the first letter in combat is C, and C stands for confess. And almost, if you forget all the rest of the letters. If you begin immediately to confess your sin, you're gonna get more than halfway through the battle. I mean, the first thing the enemy wants to do is he wants you to be defensive about your actions. He wants you to feel self-righteous in every sense. He wants you to feel the shame that comes with being stuck in sin. He wants all of those tactics. So he, you immediately begin defeating him when you confess your sin. And tell me about what your relationship with confession looks like. Do you feel like you confess fast, slow, out loud to yourself, to Jesus? Great question. I um I have a pretty regular rhythm of talking to God throughout the day all the time. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I was really impacted early on in my walk with Practice the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And I love that concept. And so I feel like I, I actually attempt in conversation to confess things. Sometimes it starts with a little bit of self-hate, like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I'm crap, mm -hmm. or wh whatever that might be. But once I get to confession, I'm like, okay, God, I confess this to you. The the the, con the hardship for me sometimes is believing that God forgave me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to I have to step into that truth and walk through that door, and then. And, but it's but it it's but it's constant. You know, sometimes sin is not like it's not like just one thing, like you didn't say a cuss word or you didn't, whatever. It's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a look, it's a glance, whatever. And you got to pull, you got to constantly take every thought captive. And so that, that regular rhythm of confession is, I think is life giving. When I was in my first confessional group, we were having kind of a debate. I mean, I think it's a personal 
preference. So I'd be interested, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before, but we were having this personal debate about which sins are easiest to confess. Is it the sins that nobody sees? Because, you know, I mean, like jealousy, envy, um, pride, lust, like the sins that are just happen in your head. Or is it easier to confess the sins that are really obvious, like lying or um, gluttony or whatever? I, I, that's a great question. Yeah. It, it, what was so fascinating to me is that it was not exactly 50-50, but pretty much 50-50. Like some people are like, I like to confess the big sins because you can already see them, so I might as well say I'm sorry about them. And some people are like, I like to confess the sins you can't see because they seem like softer and like, oh, you know, universal and it was it was really interesting, but for me, it's harder for me to confess the sense that nobody sees. Interesting. I, I actually think if it's just me and God, I don't feel like there's any sin I won't Difference. confess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the sins that I confess that to have another layer or another step, like like if you or and I are disconnected and I was sinful, like a jerk, and I needed to not only confess to God first, but then go to you and ask for forgiveness. That's a that's a a bit heavier and a lot and a little bit harder because it takes humility <laughs> and you know and it's a dynamic in any relationship but but i think because then you're once you've confessed that you're actually stepping into conviction and that conviction then drives you towards reconciliation so yeah yeah when i was thinking about sins that nobody can see like fear or pride or you know those, those sins that just happen between your ears and inside your own heart one of the ways that I found confession to be helpful, instead of saying, I confess pride, I was writing down statements. I recorded in Punch First on page 99, like, I'm afraid they think I'm better at something than I really am, and I might disappoint them. And so my pride is actually bravado. It's not really pride. It's like my, like, I need to, I need to act like I'm as good as you think I am. Or I want something, envy, that isn't mine. And so the way to break that is I'm going to delight in the fact that someone else gets to enjoy that. So if we are tired because we haven't had a break in a long time and someone goes on an amazing vacation, instead of thinking like, dang, why can't I go on vacation and resenting someone for that, like having that discipline to say in that moment, like, I'm so glad they're getting a chance to have that good gift. And I delight in the fact that they're getting a chance to rest. I want something good for them. Like that kind of like, confession and not just the taking out of the thoughts I shouldn't have but the replacing with the kind of thoughts I should have I've, I've actually seen real fruit from that exercise and I think all of that's kind of wrapped up in this C letter of combat I uh, I think and I once again tying everything really almost to back to scripture um, I got some great counsel once early in our marriage and and I was sharing about a struggle you and I were having or an argument I forget what it was or maybe it was a season of stress and and they said try praying uh first corinthians 13 with beth's name so beth is patient beth is kind and it was a it was a form of that hoping what's best for you or putting you in a position of 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 those truthful things and i think the same thing's true with confession or or with when we confess something especially if it's envy you know we we want to we want to view whatever we're envious about as a blessing to someone else i mean of course unless it's sinful but and there's a promise, it's either Psalm 80 or Psalm 81, that talks about how God gives us honey in the rock. You know, like there are rocks on our path, and some of those rocks are just the result of living in a world that we live in that's not perfect. And some of those rocks, God might have even placed there because He helps. He knows it will. 
the process of learning how to get around it will cause us to depend on him. And some of those rocks I put in my path because I make bad choices and I have to live with the consequences of them. But no matter how a rock gets in my path, God promises that even in the midst of things that are hard, he has a gift for me in it. And I think confession brings capacity. That's one of my favorite kind of realizations in this process is that when we empty ourselves out of the things that shouldn't have been there in the first place, we create capacity for what God has for us. And as I've asked God for more capacity to do the things that I hope he still has within his will for me, I think one of the ways we get greater capacity is we confess our sin. Well, and I was saying this to somebody last week that um, we, we serve full-time ministry back to back. I can't do what I do without my walk with God. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could walk with God without back to back, but serving and and doing what we do it's it's a hand-in-hand deal i i need jesus to fulfill me up to what i do if confession is not a part of that then i'm i'm blocking myself i'm i'm basically barriering putting a barrier between me and the lord and that it doesn't work you know and and actually confession keeps god as god and us as as human and and sons and daughters if we don't confess we're putting ourselves in, in the seat where god should be Yeah, so again, whether you're having these conversations alone with the Lord or uh, with other people that mean something to you, I I just encourage you to experience the benefit of confessing out loud to another person. I think there's the power in that. I think it actually creates some bond between you and that person in ways that could be powerful. And it, it allows that person to speak truth to you in a moment when you are vulnerable to it. And so anyway, I hope that all of All of these tools will end up strengthening you in the spiritual warfare battle, but I encourage you as you think and practice the combat acronym that you get really good at that first one, and that's CONFESS. 